bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. We have much to discuss, David, do we not, on the podcast this week? Twas ever thus. Twas ever thus. Talkie United, Yellow Army, Herald Express, Devon Live podcast coming to you from a position uh, three places off the bottom of the Vanarama National League. And I, th- I think and we're now... With ten points from the last twelve. Yes, and I think we're now looking at two more teams to go down yeah. from about five. So uh, we, we do think... With all due respect to them, that Chester and Geisley, uh are they probably cooked? Are, are, are cooked? Disp- yeah. And but having said that, uh, hats off to Geisley for a tremendous win at Hartlepool one nil mm-hmm. uh, on Easter Monday when they got the winner in stoppage time. So uh, you wouldn't have that down as a team that's thrown the towel in no. yet. Um, so the teams that we think are involved in Torquay played forty. Uh, 37 points yeah. Solihull Moors played 40 41 points then this Barrow played 39 yeah. 41 points after, after losing at home to Fylde on Tuesday night well done Fylde Woking who look as if they're in real trouble played 41 yeah. 44 points and Maidstone played 41 46 points yes I think those are the far, those are the teams um, uh, that, that are in it Halifax uh, alright I'm sure they're looking over their shoulders but they've already got 47 points They've got a game in hand got, on a lot of the teams. Yeah, below. they've got six yeah. games left, like United, and you can't help thinking that another win or four more points will, mm. will, will, will do for them. Um, they still have to come to play more, obviously. Um, but in, uh, but in, incredibly, as we said, I think we coined the phrase uh, after the game on Monday, the, the impossible begins to look possible yes. for Torquay, doesn't it? We did, Hands up. Any Talkie United supporter out there who hadn't given up at some point in the last <laughs> six weeks or so, I bet not many hands up went up then. No, no, and 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 it does underline, doesn't it? Because it isn't as if United, United as well as they've done over the last few weeks, um, you know, they have dropped some silly yeah. points. Yeah, uh, um, they should have won at Solihull, and how much better things would look if they mm. had hung on there uh, to win one nil. Um, that defeat at Maidstone, one uh, nil, which was not their best effort, um, uh, is let's yeah. all hope that that doesn't return to haunt them. There are a couple of things worth underlining here. Let's not forget United's goal difference. Uh, you know that does yeah. that, that does it's mean minus twenty five. They have to it? get a point yeah. more effectively than all the teams above them, uh, or, or more or less anyway. Um, and uh, uh, the second thing is that, as they have been now for some time, they are still relying on other results. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. If United go and win their last six matches, I think that'll be enough to stay up no matter what. Yeah. But the fact is that the other teams can get more points than they can, or most of the other ones can. Therefore, we are still relying on. But why shouldn't we? Uh, particularly because of the form of nearly all the other teams yeah. and a crazy set of results on, on Monday. Yeah, uh, quite. On, on Easter Monday. And, and not just things like Geisley winning at Hartlepool. Uh, the, the, the three results that, that, that mystified me, and, and, and maybe it shouldn't now, maybe it shouldn't, <laughs> we, we should know better, um, where uh, you would think that, that you know, the mantra at this time of the season, oh, you want to pl- play teams in the middle of the table with nothing to play for. Uh, Maybe no, not. No. Uh, uh, Aldershot nil, Eastleigh two. Yeah. Uh, um, Ebbsfleet two, Dover one. 
Sutton nil, Bromley three. Now I know there were local derby implications in all three of those matches, yeah, but, but even so, yeah, I- exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, the the idea that clubs at the bottom or the top happen to be playing mid-table teams, therefore we can sort of, you know, uh, predict those results. I'm very sorry, not this season, not this no, season, and, and probably not. not from the word go either. But um, uh, and somehow above all of this, Macclesfield who. I think Gulls fans are still trying to work out um, A, how they didn't get a result against them at home and B, they did get a result against them away are nine points clear at the top of the table. That's amazing, Um, isn't it? It is. But Uh, they've done it with that kind of steady, no-frills approach Uh, uh, to the uh, game. uh, it's It's a thoroughly nice, friendly club. John Askey, the manager, they've stuck with him after a succession of near misses and failures. Um, and they finally now look as if they're going to return to the Football League. And if they do it, of course, they will be doing it with two ex talkie United centre f- uh, strikers up yeah. front, Nathan Blissett yeah. and Tyrone Marsh. That uh, just <laughs> rubs a little bit yeah, of salt does, into the wounds, but yeah. still never mind. Um, <laughs> so, but to say nothing of Jared Hodgkiss and Courtney Richards also yeah. uh, at, uh, at the Moss Rose. But um, uh, that's, that's not, not our main concern at the moment. So, I mean, we, we talk about what might, what happens, what if, all the fixtures that are coming up. How do the players cope with that kind of pressure? Because well, they must be doing the maths just the same as the fans uh, are. It's interesting you should mention that word. Uh, um, it cropped up in Gary Hour's press conference this week. Uh, and he very readily admitted that, that, that he has spoken to the players, probably at a bit of length, about handling this. Yeah. You know, particularly since. Uh, I think most of our nerves were shredded in the last 15 minutes against Woking on uh, just. on Monday, um, when having regained the lead with a stonking goal by Connor Levenhay Evans, which we'll ch- chat about in a minute, uh, United appeared to do their best to try and get Woking back into the match a couple of times. So they, um, I, there were at least two clearances off the line. Yes, in uh, quick succession. Plus Liam Davis hoiking it behind, uh, yeah. um, uh, and then two clearances off the line by. Luke Young, what the, a, what a shift he put in! Extraordinary, yes, he did. That extraordinary goalmouth scramble when yeah. you were convinced uh, there's a goal. It's got to end. It's, it's got, got to end, end in the net. It's got to go in. The, yeah, exactly. And it didn't. Maybe it's um, just one of those days when things go for you. Well, <laughs> and, and let's have a few more of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, uh, um, you know, the, the, ours has spoken to the players. He's he's talked to them about it. He said, "Now look, you know." If you think if you think that was nervy on Monday, it's going to get worse. Yeah. It's going to get worse over these last six matches, especially at home. Uh, and of course, four of United's last six are at Plainmore. Five out of uh, five, uh, four out of five after Saturday's trip yeah. to Dover. Um, and so the players are going to have to, you know, handle this and get their heads around it. Because uh, there aren't there aren't all that many members of this squad that have done this before. Is well, it? Luke, Luke Young, obviously. Is an old hand at great yeah. escapes. McGinty yeah. uh, has been through this before. I'm sure at some stage in his very long career, Ryan, long careers, Ryan Clark and uh, Josh Gowling have both been through yeah. this. Um, uh, and uh, it, it comes down to decision making in the end, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's doing the right thing at the right time, doing the basics right. Uh, I, I, the worry, the only, for me. I think United have got a chance of getting points from absolutely every game between now and the season, yeah. and now and the end of the season. And I say that mainly because at long last we look like scoring goals, yeah. uh, especially if Reese Healy, you know, steps up another gear or two. Which, um, as as we spoke to him this week in the Herald Express, he he 
he believes he will do. He, he seems um, to be indicating that he has got a gear to go yet. That's right. He? Yeah, uh, which, no, very which much be quite so. something to yes, see. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, 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 so that's all okay. I, I think midfield is is doing fine at the moment. Uh, we look like we're going forward with some purpose. You've got Remain, who covers every gla- blade of grass on the pitch up front. Mm-hmm. You've got Reese Healy, who can either drop back into midfield or push on up front. And you've got Brett Williams, who we know is a proven finisher. Yeah. So there's not a lot else that Gary Hours, Clark Osborne, or the man in the moon can do in that respect. Yeah. The worry is that United still look vulnerable, do they not, to a mistake yes, at, the, at the back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know a lot depends on them just cutting out those those mistakes and those errors. And if it means uh, in the first minute of Monday's game against late um, uh, against Woking, uh, uh, Sean McGinty came across from sort of left centre back to <laughs> right centre and put his boot through the ball and stuck it straight in the stand, and everybody groaned. And all right, it wasn't a great ball at the time, and I'm sure he would won't look back on it with any pleasure. But in the in the in the great scheme of things, what the hell's wrong in a national league relegation scrap? With when you sense any danger at all, sticking the ball into the next county, you clear your lines. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I can't see a, a problem with that. And funnily enough, Dover Athletic, who got knocked out of the playoffs on Tuesday night when filed one at Barrow. Uh, they have conceded only 14 goals at home this season in 20 matches, yeah. I think it is. Now, I remember them at Playmore, as many United fans did. They won 2-0 down here pretty comfortably in the end. But they they do not muck about at the back. No. You know, they've no. got Connor Essam, uh, Manny Smith, who used to be at, at Braintree. They are not rocket scientists, those players, but they put their boot yeah. and head through the ball, and that's what United have got to do. Uh, they must start clearing their lines and not having those nervy moments of, oh, what if, what if, what if. There should be no what ifs no. at the back. And they're, try- they're trying to beat players on the edge of their own box far too often. Well, little things like yeah. that. It's obviously a, a, a big plus that Josh Gowling is back, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and that's no disrespect to Jakob Sokolik, who's also training again now, by the way. But he very uh, nearly got on on Monday, didn't he? Yes. He didn't quite get on. Well, on Monday. It, um, Jakob, uh, um, Josh Gowling, um, I mean, in, the, in, in his long and distinguished career, I don't suppose he'll have Monday down as one of his greatest ever games. Mm. But just by doing the basics most of the time, bar one back header near the end of the game, which, funny enough, I didn't spot at the time, but seen it yeah. since, which led to the to the big scramble. But uh, the, the rest of his game without doing anything special but doing just the right things at the yeah. right time he looked United's best defender on, on, on Monday um, and he's been a big plus United's goals against record and their results are much better when he's in the team than when he isn't yeah. um, so fingers crossed that uh, um, you know he stays fit and, uh, and yeah. in the side so let's look back across the, the two games that have happened since we last podcasted yeah. Chester on Good Friday a great result Scrappy performance, though. Well, wasn't the it? pitch didn't help. Bobbly, uh, um, uneven. Not not like playing more on Monday, which was soft and, and heavy. But uh, um, hell of a lot at stake. I think both teams knew that whichever one lost on Friday uh, uh, might well go down. Yeah. Um, I think that is the case with Chester. They they lost one nil um, at um, uh, at uh, Macclesfield on, on yeah. Monday. Um, their assistant manager who came in to help recently who who they won three promotions under Neil Young he's already gone the chairman's stepped down this week and a director so 
the vibes coming out of the Diva Stadium aren't Not good. Not great, are they? Uh, no. United ended up winning comfortably, um, especially uh, when just after Elliot remains sec- uh, clinching second goal, they had a man sent off, mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, you know United thoroughly deserved to win there uh, and won on merit. Um, plus points there. Uh, a terrific display from Vincent Durrell in goal. Yeah, he was absolutely yeah. fabulous at at, uh, at Chester. Uh, one wonderful save uh, in the first half. Uh, not he wasn't under nearly as much pressure as the other goalkeeper for no. for Chester, by the way. But but also his work off his line was was faultless, and and he had a really good game. And of course, Reese Healy scored within three minutes of, yeah. of of his first start for the club. So you can't make a much better. No. Better opening than that. That's, I mean, it's a great, a great curtain raiser, isn't it? Everybody's talking about you. Can you deliver? You've come into the side with a fair bit of pressure on from the fans, maybe, and you score after three minutes. But he was very interesting in that interview online and in the paper this week, saying that you know he. Because did you say that the, we'll move on to the Woking game in a minute? But didn't you say in that piece that that was his first his, full game? His first ninety minutes since February of last year. Um, he he, he um, did. Um, knee ligaments <laughs> in a game for Cardiff yeah. uh, against Rotherham in February uh, out for a long long time um, uh, took him a long time to get back but they think that much of him at Cardiff that during his layoff they offered it, they gave him an extended contract yeah. which doesn't run to next summer it runs to the summer after that 2020 um, so he's just got back um, and he, but he hasn't played a foot he's been playing some <clears throat> reserve games for Cardiff yeah. and and Training, etc., etc., and and he's fine. He's okay. He's as he said to me, he's game fit. Yeah. But he said, I, I'm just not quite no. as sharp as I used to, as I was. He said, I'll get there. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> um, and he's very confident about that. And it, um, is, is that that he played quite deep on Monday? Is that his natural position? Is I, that, do you know? I, I forgot to ask him that. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I think he thinks of himself as a striker. Yeah. Um, I, I I think he's quite happy. To drop deep and get the yeah. ball, he's a good enough footballer to do it. Um, Came back and took the left back's throw-ins a couple of times as well. well didn't he? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and let's face it, United haven't got great throwers in the team, and I don't suppose that Conrad Balatoni or Liam Davis will argue with that too much. Um, but no, he can throw a long ball, yeah. which is a plus. Um, uh, and uh, you know, with every day that passes, he will hopefully get sharper and sharper. Yeah. Um, now, if if Reese Healy can come into, or he's got one already, if he can score. Four, yeah. another three or yeah. four goals between now and the end of the season, that might make the difference. Mm. That might make the difference. And and he's a chirpy character. He he, he believes he can do it. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's he's not one of these sort of racked with doubt strikers, not not in the least. He's 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 confident Good. he can do yeah. the job, so um, fingers crossed he can. Absolutely. So let's we'll move on to the Woking game because we could do a whole podcast on that Woking game. To be honest, there was, there was there was so much going on. It was it was a great result, and there was that goal that we'll come to in a minute. But first of all, um, really good result from the, the collection for Damon Lathrop. Yeah, wasn't great, it? wasn't it? Uh, um, Twelve hundred pounds, yeah. something like that, uh, which is being doubled up by uh, United's chairman uh, Clark Osborne. So the best part of two and a half thousand pounds will yeah. come out of uh, um, United. As a result of that, and uh, the, the actual, the original fund, I think, has gone through ten thousand pounds. It has, it? yes, so, yeah. Uh, well, it had, the last time I looked was on Monday, so it had gone through ten thousand on yeah. Monday. So, so it's um, over that now. you know, that's that's a plus. Yeah. 
Indeed, and also um, a word for the ground staff as well, because there was a point <laughs> on Monday morning when we were all looking out the window thinking, oh, no, not again. Yeah. Or maybe even more so on Sunday when it started. I think Sunday down. was the day when yeah. everybody was, heads were on their chest a bit, when it was pouring down, especially sort of, and we knew it was coming late at night, uh, overnight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, whilst the rest... Uh, of the population might have been having a bit of time off at Easter. Uh, Chris Ralph and Julian Goulthorpe, his assistant, were very much uh, working through the bank holiday weekend, yeah. including a trip up to Tiverton uh, to borrow a couple of uh, sponge rolling machines because the ones that United had ordered didn't arrive on time. They have now arrived, but yeah. it's too late for that. Um, so all of a sudden, Chris Ralph now got four sponge rollers uh, uh, parked in the. Uh, he may, he may yet ship. need them if yeah, the weather no, carries I think, on. I like think this. the other two are being picked <laughs> up in a minute. Um, but no, uh, worked tremendously hard, uh, uh, and of course, the, as ever, what do they say? Timing is genius. Uh, yeah. They had to hold off during that dry period all through Sunday and Sunday afternoon yeah. before putting the covers down in the three danger areas, which is in front of Bristow's bench, the Ellicomen goal mouth, and down yeah. the, down the um, uh, uh, oh no, down the middle of the pitch now, um, but. They did that, they got the covers down, uh, they did their job, uh, uh, and an awful lot of forking, uh, yeah. and then having and to take the covers off at the right time on, yeah. on, uh, on Monday morning. And it wasn't a bad surface, I mean as you looked at it from, because up at the top of Bristow's bench is almost a bird's eye view, isn't it? Yeah. And you could see a lot of moisture, you could see a lot of water on the pitch, yeah. but it played perfectly well. Well, you ask the players, they'd far rather have had that than the, than the, than the pitch at Chester. Yeah. Um, uh, you know... All footballers like as flat a pitch as possible. <coughs> it's yeah. bobbly, uneven that they can't handle. Uh, I, can, I can remember games back in the 70s and 80s uh, where they've definitely been called off now, but yeah. they went ahead mainly because the grounds had managed to roll it flat yeah. in some yeah. shape or form. Yeah. Um, and, and most pros, especially older pros, can handle that. It's, it's, it's when you get ruts and bobbles that, yeah. uh, um, that undermines everyone. Yeah. So we, we might as well get it out of the way and say it now then, chapeau to Chris Ralph and the ground staff. Yep. There we go. Well done indeed. So on, on to the game then. Let's talk about the Conor Hay evans goal. I mean, well, first of, all, first of all, uh, 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 many United fans, because there was such an army of them, went up to Barnet for the, uh, when United stayed yeah, in the Football yeah. League on the last season at Barnet. And they'll well remember Jimmy Agri's, uh, the penalty he gave away in that match. Yeah, uh, um, Stuart Jones saved it. Uh, one of the great, whatever might have been moments in United's history. But Jimmy Agri threw his arm up over his head and, uh, uh, yeah. and, and handled this. <laughs> I can't remember if it was a corner or a cross, but it was one of the two. Uh, and everybody looked at each other and said, "What on earth was he doing?" Well, the Woking defender Jones did more or less the same. Uh, I mean, what, did, did he think he was there a push in the back? I well, mean, we've looked at it on the video; yeah, it's, it's inconclusive, quite, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but it's the only possible reason yes, he would have thrown his it arms was like up a, like that. Sort of a dunk, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, and um, that penalty, Brett Williams, thank took you it very well. much. Took Relished it well. that, didn't yeah, he? He did. Enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, he struck it better actually than the one that he scored at Solihull. Yeah. But the one at Solihull, he tucked into the corner, but he slightly scuffed that one. Yeah. Uh, but it went in all the same. Uh, in other words, if you're going to scuff it, make sure you stick it right in the corner. Um, it wasn't a scuff. That's being. He didn't hit it as sweetly as he did the one on no. on, on Monday. Um, one nil. He enjoyed that in front of the away fans. Well, well of course, he? it's yeah. the old Aldershot yeah. Woking yeah. thing, isn't it? It's the uh, he had some great years at Aldershot, and I've no doubt he'd 
had run, run-ins with one with Woking a couple of times. They're, 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 they have long memories. They're, 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 they're very local rivals, aren't they? Okay, and then moving on to the equaliser, then, which was a bit of a little bit of a comedy of errors for us. Well, again, you know, United were caught out by one ball over the top. Um, uh, uh, I don't suppose you know Conrad Balotelli want to see it again. Um, there's always a, this business of defending and where you should start and starting positions and all that kind of stuff. Is you can talk about it until you. Blue in the face, yeah. and you can. Defenders, let's face it, will always make mistakes. Mm. Uh, I, I think it was, um, I can't remember the manager who it was that, that, that said, you know, the majority of goals come from mistakes yeah. in one sh- shape yeah. or form. Um, and uh, I think it was Graham Taylor, actually. Um, and it was one ball over the top. Uh, 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 it, was, it, it got in behind yeah. Conrad Balatoni. Uh, their striker was in, and then all of a sudden Vincent Durrell comes off his line, stops, yeah. uh, and it was one of those. I can understand why he stopped because I think, in fairness to him, he's been very positive off his line recently. I think if he felt deep down that he could have got there, he would have yeah. kept coming, but he obviously didn't feel that he could that he could get there. Uh, he then stops. Well, yeah. it's, it's, he can't go back then, yeah. uh, uh, and. Um, Grigo Cox, the uh, the working forward, said thank you very much, and it was one all. Um, now, uh, if the score had remained at one all, in the circumstances yeah. of the game and with what, everything that was at stake, you do fear for what the f- the final outcome might have might mm. have been, just yeah. because of how it would have wound everybody up, um, etc. But three minutes later, over to you. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a lovely goal. The more you look at it on the video, <coughs> excuse me, and there's a photograph that Sean Hernan from Pinnacle took, uh, which is a great photo. All of Sean's pictures are great, but this one is a terrific one, and it's on our Talker United Facebook page, which actually shows the shot. Um, I think it's worth remembering uh, that 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 Connor started and finished the move. He 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 got the ball right side of midfield. Uh, uh, Found Luke Young on the left-hand side and actually yeah. got the return pass off off Luke Young, um, as you know we've seen from the replays. Now he shaped to have one shot, which closed yeah. down there, cuts across the player more to sort of central, yeah. just outside the box, twenty-two yards out, something yeah. like that, and then back across the keeper. Yeah, into that. Corner. Yeah, I think <coughs> whenever shots like that go in from range. Yeah, you're always tempted to shout. Oh, it's a screamer! You yeah. know, it's a you know, etc. etc. When you catch them sweetly, and they go in the right place, they always look like they've they, been smashed. Yeah, they do. Uh, uh, in fact, he hit it so sweetly. Um, yeah. You know, Bobby Charlton, who everybody's you know used to think had the greatest shot in football and all that kind of stuff, and he said, no, no, no. He said, I don't hit them as far as hard as some people. He said, I just concentrate on trying to hit the target. Yeah. He said, I never hit them. Or very seldom, uh, um, with everything I've got, yeah. because if it goes over the bar, everybody forgets it. You just keep hitting the target, and I think Lemahay Evans, he's caught it perfectly. He didn't try and smash it. He didn't try and smash it. He just tried to get a really good contact on the ball, and it flew past the keeper. The keeper, yeah. could, the keeper could have dived three times, and he still wouldn't have stopped it. Great goal, and we said, um, was that the goal that maybe made us think there's some hope? And was that the goal that cost their manager his job? As well, well? <laughs> there's another point. Anthony Limbrick was departed the club the following yeah. day. Um, Woking are in a horrendous run: two wins and 13 defeats in 20 matches. 
they've got these next two matches away, Dagenham away on Saturday, Maidenhead next yeah. Tuesday, and they've put uh, their very long-serving ex-manager, Jeff Chappell, who's 71 years old, in charge. I, I must say, I would have thought the obvious thing to do, and maybe there's perfectly good reasons up, up at Kingfield why yeah. they haven't done it, would be to, to put Jeff Chappell in as a, as a, as a right-hand man for Limbrick. Yeah. Uh, maybe they did that, and it didn't. Mm. It wasn't. It didn't turn out to be an option. But Jeff Chapel has taken over uh, for these last. Is it five or six games? No, five games they've got, they've five. got to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what Woking have got left. Yeah. After Dagenham and Maidenhead away, they have Bromley at home, uh, Guiseley away, and Dover at home on the last day of the That's season. That's going to be tough, isn't it? So yeah. you know yeah. that, that that is not easy, is it? And, no. and um, uh, you know we'll we'll see where where they end up. Uh, they've got what are they, they've got forty four points at the moment. So let's look ahead then. Potentially the toughest two games of this run in uh, coming up: Dover away yeah. on Saturday, filed at home on Tuesday. Well, filed are still going for it, aren't they? They're in seventh and eighth places, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and and filed's win at Barrow uh, was a warning, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, they <laughs> without even going down the road, and we'll. Uh, of the Danny Rowe road yeah. uh, this phenomenal uh, goal machine they've got um, up front um, but that they've they, they on the whole they've been much better at home than away Yeah. Uh, but that win on Tuesday night got them into the top seven mm-hmm. they are a club with ambitions uh, so we're not looking at a Sutton United where Paul Doswell says well we, <laughs> we're not bothered whether we go up or not which is well, they're going to. That's that, still struggling. The more you think that, about that, the stranger that is, because they're going to end up in the playoffs, aren't they? Exactly. I mean, they're not going to catch Macclesfield because nobody is. Now, no, but they're certainly going to end up in the playoffs with yep. a lackadaisical kind of an air about the well, place. Well, you wonder whether it's a bit of a front, don't you? Must uh, be. But yeah. have it on the back of having said it. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> they go and get stuck three 0 at home by by Bromley. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, there we go. That's not our concern, really. So um, when we did our little ready reckoner a couple of weeks ago of, of where we thought Torquay might gain and lose the points, yeah. um, even in our wildest dreams, I don't think we were quite expecting to be doing quite so well. But Dover, we already penciled in as the game that we might have to... If we could I afford think, one defeat, we thought it might come at Dover, well, didn't we? Well, it might well do. Yeah. Uh, but who, who knows? <laughs> we were talking, I'm sure... Uh, everybody only has to think back a year to the last time United went to Dover. It was Dover, wasn't it? Um, yeah. um, all right, they had just beaten Braintree, um, mm-hmm. but they were points behind yeah. with two games to go, and it was the win at Dover that yeah. that turned the whole thing on its head. Uh, so United have been in this territory before, and don't forget that last season they went to a Dover Athletic with Ricky Miller up front, who'd scored yeah. 42 goals yeah. <laughs> last season, So and they managed to keep him quiet. Um, but uh, I think United I think we all know United have almost certainly got to win four of their last six matches yeah. that would give them 49 points now that might not be enough mm-hmm. but they must win at least four yeah. I don't think there's any other way they can stay up so if you're looking at four wins and a draw that gives you 50 again yeah. we're relying on other teams mucking up but then that's the territory we're in. Yeah. Um, so, if United can win either of these next two matches against Dover and Fylde, or or Fylde, I think that will be crucial. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a draw from the two match, uh, two draws, is obviously less valuable than one win. One win. Yeah. So, and I think 
the mood in the camp now, talking to the players, the way the manager's talking, they believe they can go and beat anybody in this division now. And, oh. and, and, and why not? And you going know. back to what Reese Healy said in your interview with him, he was saying that he thinks Dover will be looking at Torquay in a slightly different way now. Torquay yes. are coming up with a bit of a head of steam, that great word we talk about all the time, momentum, behind them. Yeah, and I, and I think Dover, they've just come off the back of a defeat uh, 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 against Ebbsfleet. I'm sure they just missed out on the playoffs last year with a bit of United's help. That yeah, win, yeah. that win knocked, effectively knocked them out of the playoffs last year. They're bound to be thinking, oh my goodness... You know, let's not hope this doesn't happen again. Yeah. But it's on the day, isn't it? it? It's you can talk about it until the cows come home. You know, sooner or later, you've got eleven blokes out there on the pitch. Yeah, they've got one team's going to play better than the other. Hopefully, hopefully it's Torquay. Uh, and uh, you, you know, you 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 think right? At least it's last season. United went to Dover. Virtually, they had to win at Dover yeah. to have any yeah. chance of staying up on the last day of the season. Not only did they win, but other results went in their favour, and it and it meant that all they had to do was beat all they had to do that <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. to beat North Ferriby on the last day yeah. to stay up. They're not in a position actually at the moment where they must win at Dover to stay mm. up, which was the case last year. Yeah. Um, you know, if they get a point on on Saturday, I don't think that's a disaster um, because you've still then got yeah. four of the next five at home. Uh, I think filed on Tuesday night will be very tough indeed. Yeah. Uh, um, so, in a way, if United can go... I think the point we're saying is, there's no point going to Dover for a point. No. There's no point going there and playing for a point. Yeah. And United won't. They will not go to Dover and play for a point. They will go with three up front, yeah. and they will go into a slugfest with Dover and try and beat them. And, and as you say, now they look equipped for a slugfest, don't yes. they? Whereas six weeks ago, they Absolutely did not look not. equipped for a no. slugfest. And, and uh, so that's... A plus. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure all the United fans will be, be there. There'll be a big following up to. there, won't Absolutely, they? Absolutely, they will now. Last year, um, they, they Torquay took a lot of fans up there last year. Oh, Rand. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, uh, and of course, I know it's a Tuesday night, and I know Tuesday nights aren't great for a lot of fans, especially no doubt there'll be Champions League football. It's the uh, second leg of Manchester of City you know Liverpool. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you'd certainly hope that if United get a point or win at Dover. Yeah. Uh, there'll be 2,000 plus at Playmore on Tuesday night they deserve to be and then of course you've got Halifax on the Saturday at home yeah. then I think you are looking at uh, if, if United can deliver some results in these next couple of matches but um, you know it's all in the lap of the gods they've it given is. themselves a chance which we didn't think they mm. realistically had um, uh, all credit to them they've beaten two teams fellow strugglers i.e. six pointers yeah. they've done they've done those now they're playing games which aren't six pointers but are bonus matches yeah. uh, and um, you know if United come back from Dover with three more points watch wow. out wow yeah. Yeah. yeah and who'd have thought we'd have been sat here a few weeks ago saying that no absolutely uh, look yeah. it's worth pointing out Gary Owens was quite right to say straight away after the game on Monday we've still got it all to do yeah. and, and let's try and keep the lid on emotions uh, uh, for the time being, and, um, and try and ease that pressure on the players. As well, well, that's yeah. right. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure there's any real practical way of no. doing that. But, uh, <laughs> Easy um, to say, isn't it? That's Hard right. But, but at least we're sitting here thinking, oh, uh, yeah. uh, what if, what if, what if? Whereas a few weeks ago, we were in the lap of we were of, um, head in hands. Yeah, we were. Yeah. 
Okay, well that's that's it for the football. We're just going to do a, a brief mention of the cycling before we oh, yeah. uh, before we close. We did tip three riders yeah. in and you the were Tour of Flanders. You were unlucky. Handed. All three of them finished in the top ten. Yeah, but none of them in the money paying positions. No. unfortunately, no. But, um, but it's the hell of the north. It's on the Paris Roubaix. Sunday again. Van Art, I think, and Tish Benut will do well. You can't look beyond Sagan for this one, can you? Do you think on the, over the cobbles? Yeah, yeah. Terpstra sure, yeah. maybe, but he'll be marked after. The a mate of mine rode the rode the uh, the sportive the, the Paris yeah. Roubaix sportive a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> and he said he couldn't feel his arms for about a week <laughs> afterwards. So how that how these riders do it, I I, I do not know, but. Um, no, that'll be. Uh, yeah, we'll keep um, an eye on that. It'll either be it'll either be appalling weather, yeah, or dust. It doesn't really matter. It's going to be oh, miserable, yeah. whatever it is. So, so a uh, fabulous weekend doubleheader: Torquay at Dover, Paris Roubaix on Sunday, and then clear the decks for Fylde on Tuesday night. Yeah, why not? Fantastic. All is possible. Thank you very much for your company. Uh, this has been Guy and David on the uh, Torquay United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast, as ever, and we finish. As we always do, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows.